who was raining, bare feet. He's a poor guy, so he came from poor family. And then a taxi driver, he saw him. He said, hey boy, go home. It's raining, bare feet, what you doing? It's not dark. And Maradona looked at him, he said, remember that name. My name is Diego Armando Maradona. One day you're gonna hear it. This guy, he believed himself. He became one of the best players ever. He came, he wore bare feet, no shoes, no clothes, under the rain, just because he has the passion. And he knows himself, he can be somebody. Good evening, everybody. Cantina MX Football Podcast back at it. This is a special edition. There's just too much commotion going on. We just finished the first leg of Ligia. And also, of course, some big news that hit the football world. But before I go any further, let's bring in Joel. How are we doing, Joel? Jaime. I'm right here just chillaxing. Chillaxing. Still a little bit uh taken aback from the from the bad news. Yes, yes. One of the most successful footballers of all time, Diego Armando Maradona, unfortunately passed away on the twenty fifth of November. He was I mean, he had just turned sixty like a month ago. Yeah, in October, late October, uh, turned 60, and whew, I thought, you know, we were going to still see more more of Diego, but he, health-wise, you know, he had deteriorated a lot, and I know he had a surgery that, I guess it didn't go good. Yeah, and it was, it was shocking news, because it was right in the morning, like around 7 or 8 a.m., and I mean it, it it hits it hit all parts of the world. That's when you know you're a global icon, because uh, literally like the entire like footballing world just stopped, and uh, obviously it hit Argentina the the hardest. And I mean they are they had they announced a three day mourning period for him. I mean this guy's this guy was their god. Yeah, well, in many in many ways he still is, and uh, he's. Well, arguably one of the best ever, you know. I think for his for his you know time period, I think hands down he was. Absolutely, although you know people still debate who's better, Pele or, or Maradona, and I got to give it to Pele now because he's outlived him. <laughs> he, he beat him in that, huh? He beat him in that well, too. I think, I think it's different, you know. Yeah. The way the game was played, it ended up becoming more physical. Um, around 
um, almost around, it was like around the time of the, when Pelé was like on his way out, uh, because when he played, they they didn't have the whole red card stuff. Interesting. Yeah, no yellow card, no red card, none of that system. Uh, and then uh, game was becoming though more physical. You could see it with the players too. You know, if, oh if yeah, the physique, the physique. So, and I don't mean just physical and like the hard tackling. I mean also in like just just um, you know physical strength and and yeah, just the how way fast and all the that build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going into like players being more athletic now. Yeah, I'll share a little a quick story about Diego Maradona that I saw personally. Um, when I I went backpacking back in 2015, and I went to Naples in Napoli, and um, all over the city, man, you saw his murals. Uh, I actually was lucky enough to catch uh, a, a Napoli game when I was out there, and uh, I, I I don't know how I got tickets. I was just Cause like you have to be a, like a ticket holder in order to get in, but somebody, I just somehow in Spanish, I was, I told someone, Hey, I'm trying to buy tickets and I bought one and, uh, I went in the stadium and I was just, I was blown away, bro. Like this stadium, it it reminds me of like the Coliseum. It it was just so old (laughs) and, uh, they, uh, the ultras, they had their huge, like, like canvas of of diego and they still man like they they respect him so much like he is like their legendary player because he turned them into champions and uh the homage they have towards him like even back then yeah you can still feel it in the city of napoli it's crazy yeah and and you know he was there he was there from 84 to 91 and uh I think they're always going to consider him, you know, he's the iconic player for them. And it's so iconic that they are renaming the stadium, the San Sao, San Paolo Stadium to uh, Maradona. So they're they're changing the name of the stadium. I mean, that's how. Oh, they they already. I think they yeah, oh, they... I think it's like official. <laughs> well, he and he has already a stadium in a. Argentina. In Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Argentinos Juniors. I think that's the. That's the one. I got to go there. I saw. Um, I saw uh, Boca Juniors versus Argentinos. Oh wow. Yeah. Tying this back yeah, into. Almost... Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying almost like you. I got lucky with the ticket because yeah. I. I remember. Um, Thinking it was like you could just go to the box office. <laughs> yeah, I'll like, just I'll just, just walk up to the box office. <laughs> I'll give me a ticket. Um, and and I'm and I'm walking to the stadium, and you know, in my mind, I'm thinking it's it's kind of like in the U.S. where the stadiums are like, or at least because most stadiums here are now they're pretty. They're pretty more modern, so they have a whole, you know, they're like, like uh, they're a bit separate, you know, from like the city, right? Like not, 
you, I mean, you see it with some of the old baseball baseball stadiums, I guess, where you're like walking through the neighborhood and then the yeah. stadium just pops up exactly. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I was used to here where it's like there's parking lot and it's like yeah, it's just it's not too close. Um, but this one was just like in the middle of like houses and stuff, right in the yeah, right in the neighborhood. Yeah, so I'm walking there and it's a. Uh, the police had closed off streets. They had barricaded the streets to create like the, for the fans walking in to create like the traffic. And so it was just walking there, no cars, no anything. And also to to keep the rival fans away. Oh, right. So I'm walking in and, um, and I, there was like, when it was almost close to the stadium, and then at this point, um, it was horses. They had they had cops on on horses. Oh wow! And they had like they made like a wall, and one of the dudes, uh, he was like on, he wasn't on a horse, but he's like, there's no, uh, you know, you need to show a ticket to get past this. It's not even the gate. It's just to get to the <laughs> to the final block before you get to the gate right and he's like <laughs> the cop you know the cop is like just just buy one from right there man and uh and i so I'm, I'm i'm i saw the scalper dude and he showed me the ticket and it dude, it looked like he he had buried it in his backyard <laughs> it, just, it, it looked all crumpled and, sketchy. Dirty, and i was like yeah yeah and i was like ah i don't know man and then, but then it's like, it was far, dude. He was far from where I took the bus and I had to walk. And wow. uh, at this point, I'm willing to take my chances. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm telling my friend, I was like, I don't know, man, this ticket looks sketchy. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know any other way we could get tickets. We're, we're pretty much stuck right here. And I saw that dude selling, the, it, was, it was the same dude. I guess he was from the Barra Brava because... That section was all Boca fans. Oh shit! And um, yeah, and it was like there was some like Chinese tourists. They were decked out in like Boca gear, and <laughs> I heard the price, dude. I heard the price he gave them, and he was selling to them five times as much as he had offered them to me. Damn! And I was like, I was like, if I don't get a ticket now, I'm not gonna be able to afford it. It's like you know, and, and I thought he was gonna, and I was like, you know what? I'll take the ticket, and he. Dude, he gave me the homie discount. <laughs> He's like, "Where chingar este chino here? Here's a discount for you." I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. He probably thought I was, I was, I was just, from, you know, a Boca fan or something, mm. and not, not like a tourist or, right. or non. Yeah. So that, so I was at a stadium, and uh, just real quick, when I was, because I was in Buenos Aires for a bit, I did end up by mistake. Uh, in uh, Maradona's old neighborhood. Oh wow! Which was Villa, yeah, it's Villa Fiorito. But I didn't really get to see it much. It was late at night. Uh, we were on a bus, and we missed the bus stop. And then the bus just went on the freeway, <laughs> and it, it kept going, dude. It just kept going. And it's like three in the morning, and it's like. Damn, and I, I go up to the bus driver and I was like, where are you going? And he's like, he told me where he was going and he's like, you guys aren't from there, are you? 
And he's like, nope. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, just don't get off. Because <laughs> if you get off, you know, they're going to, you're just going to get mugged. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, he's like, just stay in the bus and I'll drop you off at the at the bus stop, at the bus uh, depot. Oh. You know, when I, when I go in. And so I remember going in and they had like the, the sign that said Villa Fiorito and it. It was a shithole, man. It was just oh, like wow. a bunch of shacks, you know, like dang, like tin, tin uh, was it those tin roofs and and whatnot. It's like the favelas. And yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but I think over there they call them villas. Villas. And like in yeah, they call them a villa. And I was like, it sounds fancy. <laughs> it's like, you I think know, it's right? Like a big ranch. And it's 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 a it's a ghetto and uh yeah so it was late at night so I just got to see like some of the houses and just just the street like so it looked all beat up and then uh I just had to wait at the bus depot for like two hours till like five in the morning to, Damn. till the next till the next bus came out but yeah man it's a real shithole and but that's where that dude came from man he 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 came from uh. Really poor background. Yeah, you, you kind of hear those stories a lot, but I mean, it definitely hits you hard when you see this guy, like what he did for his country and for the for the game. He changed the game. And uh, yeah, it's just like a legend just died, man. It's crazy. It's been a crazy year. Well, he did. He did. I, and But you know, like seeing his neighborhood and, and just seeing how poor... And so there was this quote, it, it was just saying something about, like, because of where he lived. And uh, he said that even though it was, like, really poor, he was only ever hungry for the ball. Mm. And he's like, that's that was my only hunger. And uh, I think there's a lot to that right there. Where it's oh, like, yeah. That, that extra motivation to succeed. Definitely. Tying it back to Napoli, tying it back to Mexico. Chucky Lozano uh, played yesterday, scored a goal. And uh, he's doing really well out there. There was an article I read today. I don't know how much of it's true, but uh, apparently Diego was trying to sign uh, Chucky when he was in one of those teams in like when he was coaching over there and like overseas. Um. But they wanted twenty. PSV wanted twenty million, so they couldn't afford him. So then he told Napoli to buy him. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Like, take that with know. a grain of salt. But that's some. <laughs> it's an article I read today. I, I, you know, Chucky. I mean, Chucky's like he was a big name already, and uh, Napoli were already like tied with you know trying to buy him. But I don't know. Well, maybe Diego did have. Uh, influence in that purchasing decision well he he wasn't in any team like because he was in dorados remember uh-huh and that was 2018 to 2019 and then he went to gimnasia la plata uh so that's in argentina so i mean that's there yeah they're not buying any no apparently this was uh when he was in uh, this team in the UAE. 
Oh, okay. Fujari okay, yeah, IFC or some shit. Yeah. That was before Dorados. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, wanted... <laughs> he wanted to buy him back then. <laughs> yeah, no, good luck, dude. I don't think Chuck was going to go over there, man. So moving over to the main events, the meat and potatoes, the reason why we're recording tonight. You guys are getting a two-for-one special this week. We had the first leg of uh, quarterfinals in Mexico. And boy, oh boy, we had some interesting results. Starting off with Super Camotes beating Leon 2-1, to baby. 2-1. to What is happening? You called it, man. You said, you know, you... you... You said it was Camote Power Man, and I, <laughs> I, I had my doubts because, and and you also said you know the curse, the curse of the leader, but um, I was seeing just just the how consistent Leon is, and two to one's not that bad of a result. I think they could bounce back definitely, um, but. Do you know where they're playing? Because I think you know. Remember, they got booted from from their from their stadium. Uh, uh, they're they're no. Well, this was the uh, the home game for Puebla. I know, but but Leon is is you know you bounce back at home, but they're not at their stadium. Oh, I think they're playing. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you for that. Maybe they're gonna play Nirapuato or something. <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> they're oh man. I remember when that, I think it was the Chicago Fire used to play at a at a, like a community college. I believe it for like a season or two. <laughs> That's they're playing at some El Tec. I mean, um, let me see. For the longest time, the San Jose Earthquakes played at um really tiny stadium in San, East 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 San Jose, and it was Spartan Stadium, and that that field was not relegation size. They actually, uh, a lot of teams complained uh, when they won titles in San Jose. It was in that stadium, and it was just tiny, man. It was a tiny ass stadium. Oh, and then, the, and so I guess it benefited uh, Lando because he 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 was pretty fast, dude, man. If he was with them, and he got that tiny field mm-hmm. for the for if you know for the cascaritas, the cascarita <laughs> regulation size. It's got it's got enough stamina to go front and back, both both e- offense and defense. Yeah, so I mean, let's let's. I guess we'll 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 figure it out throughout the throughout the pod. But yeah, it it um definitely was. Puebla's been one of the teams, I guess, of the season. You know, surprise surprise teams, we should say. And uh, yeah, they're gonna go down swinging if they go down. But so w- one thing I, that I totally did not factor in into all this is the fact that these teams have been dormant for almost three weeks because we had the uh, you know the the friendlies for the Mexico friendlies and the the teams that ended in the top four positions had a a week by. So they've been, you know, dormant for like two weeks, almost three weeks. And it was, it was obvious the ring rust, you know, Leon, America, uh, Cruz Azul and Pumas, they all, you could t- like, they, they all kind of struggled. Uh, you, I could tell. 
like you could tell that they just weren't in rhythm compared to uh, you know these other teams that had a, had you know basically start ha- have a week uh, ahead of them. So that was something that was for me. Leon were were you could tell that the layoff really didn't mess them up. And uh, Puebla, man, they just they wasted no time. They scored in the first minute of the game, and then an own goal by Mosquera. So they were up two zero, and I couldn't believe it. And then Angel Mena. He did have a uh, a penalty right before halftime. So uh, Leon will go into their game uh, down a goal. And uh, the away goal is in effect. So they did get an away goal. Uh, Leon would be through to the next round with just a one goal difference. So I, 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 I expect them to, to take care of things at home, but who knows? Yeah, I, I, I still, I still have them as favorites. I, I still, uh, I still think uh, they have enough in the tank to uh, come out of this one. They'll be at and, home and tomorrow, uh, five p.m. Five p.m. And we're not sure if it's if it's their stadium, huh? Because they had to play. I don't know if it was temporary because disputes with the city. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> but it I is was looking, but yeah, I, can't. I was looking for info. I can't find anything. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is strange. Yeah, and well, so the winner of that is going to go up against the winner of the Cruz Azul Tigres. Uh no uh no the winner of uh Pumas Pachuca. Oh man, I thought I Unless they switched up the bracket on me. <laughs> but I had the brackets as the winner of Leon Puebla versus the winner of Pumas Pachuca. Pumas Pachuca and and, and so and in that match, we saw Pumas take the one, a one-goal lead. Yes, sir. In fact, uh, out of the the four matches, this was by far the bo- most boring match. Uh, Pachuca at home really struggled. And I don't know if I gave Pocho the curse. I was praising him, saying how great he was doing. Uh, but last night, he missed a penalty. And he also ended up missing a very easy put away after that too so he he just had a really bad game and with that uh it's gonna be a tough one for pachuca because uh they conceded the away goal so their their game on sunday they're gonna have to win uh they're gonna have to win by two goals okay so we could possibly see the the duelo de cenicientas you know it could be a pumas (laughs) Pumas Puebla in the battle to see who's the the real surprise team of the season. Yeah, I mean, Leon only lost one game this entire season as well as Pumas. So I, for for me, I even though you know Puebla did surprise, and, and I said this in the in the last podcast, like I think over a hundred and eighty minutes, it's a little bit more difficult to upset. 
you know, with with Monterrey, it was just a one one game elimination match, and they forced their way uh, via penalty shootout. But you might be able to get the best of Leon in in, in ninety minutes, but in one hundred and eighty, I don't know, man. It, that's going to be tough. Uh, I I think Leon because of, because of the away goal, all they have to do is score a goal in their next their through the next round. I think Leon can bounce back and 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 beat Puebla, and and I do see it being a a, a Leon. Uh, a feline match in the semis against Pumas. Oh man, yeah, that should be that should be a really good game. It, it'd be good that because, should... like, again, both teams only lost once, so this is like, all right, who who's actually the better team? I know Pumas had more draws, but I mean, to only taste defeat once in seventeen games is pretty impressive. Yeah, they're. Coach has done a done a good job. Iliani is his first his first run as a head coach, but he's he you know he's excelled. Uh, a bad day for the goal scorer Fabio Alvarez for Pumas. Their number ten, uh, he ended up getting injured uh, later on in the game, and it, it seems pretty serious. I, I don't think he'll be back. Yeah, I think he's done for the season. So you know they lost their number ten. That's that, that's a tough one. Damn. On the other side of things. Wait, where's my Chante clip? <laughs> Chivas won. They defeated America 1-0. Let's go. Yeah, man, we were we were having our doubts here, given on the all time all time record and Chivas being somewhat weakened, and they they pulled out a really pretty good result. Chivas in a tough fought game against America. Uh, they were able to somehow. Keep the clean sheets. That is, for me, the most impressive part of the match. Godinho, man. No more Bambi legs. This guy. This guy was our savior. Ameka had at least three chances that I saw that could have been put away easily. And uh, Godinho stepped up to the plate, kept us the clean sheet, which is the most important part of the game. And uh, Cristian Calderon Chicote with just a laser he just said fuck it i'm going for it and he did it was man it was uh there was a clip where he said he pretty much said uh his his thought was like fuck it i'm just gonna shoot it yeah i was trying he, to he find it he, i was he, trying to find it because it's really funny yes yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's just tells the reporter and but, uh, uh, yeah, that, that was the good. That was the good. Uh, you know, ended up being the good. The good choice. We had an abysmal record at home against America. They were owning us, and uh, yesterday we just found a way to win. And uh, actually, let me rephrase that. Vuse, Vuse finds a way to win, man. He did. I know it that might. He did, man. It might not be pretty, it might not be glamorous, it might be frustrating, but 
he finds a way. And, and you know, we were talking about, about like how people were complaining. You know, there were fans complaining during the regular season, just how the team would play or or, or why he would do certain stuff. And it's like, like, at least the way I saw it was, you know, part of it you have to prepare for for once you're in Liguilla, and, and that's, that's sort of to grind out certain results. And uh, to me, this is his payoff right here. We're seeing it, and if he could, he could get past Dame, that would that would just it's gonna be a huge victory. Oh yeah, don't I believe me, you do not want us to beat America because if we do that, it is game over, man. You know, it doesn't yeah. we don't need that much. We don't need a little bit we just need a little <laughs> taste to turn up, man. And all of a sudden we start saying la tres la you know what I mean? It all it takes is a little bit, man. That's all we need. Well, yeah, and, and you know, we're, you know, and and you, once you have, once you have, um, JJ Mack, and then like Alexis Vega, at one hundred, or, or you know, just recuperating, that that will make Chivas more dangerous. Uh, funny that you mentioned that. Uh, looks like Alexis Vega is cleared to go. I don't know how quickly Vuce will try and reincorporate him into the team. I, I doubt he'll be a starter, but hey, an option off the bench, I think that would be a really, really interesting move there. Well, I mean, I'm not saying JJ Mack, but you said it's not likely he like that he would return, right? I think Yeah. He, is he already set to miss the whole, the um, whole playoffs? He's or, like or... on a he's like on a day to day. I have not heard anything about Macias. Man, yeah. They probably he probably doesn't want either, which I don't blame mm. him. It's pretty smart. But you know, in the past players would just like take injections or whatnot for the pain. But in the long run it just ends up, you know, um hurting them, you know, like 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 down the line they have complications. You know, because uh, for at least with uh, Macias's injury, it's a little bit different. It's a muscle injury, so it's like you, those are those injuries that you cannot like quickly, you know, put them back on the pitch. I think with the Alexis uh, injury, it was a slight tackle, and it was more of like a an ankle or you know like a sprain. So it was it wasn't as it, that that one you can bounce back pretty fast, but muscle you don't want to throw them back in there because you're just going to make it worse. You go back in there and pull it again or tear it or something. So um, I'm, I'm totally fine with with uh, taking your time with Macias, maybe save him for the semis or something like that, and uh, just take care of business against America on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of, it's going to be one of the, one of the, most anticipated games and uh, let's see i know i know a lot of the Aguila fans must be sweating it actually i got a clip los dejaron ya cansaditos y de pechito y la verdad si entramos entramos diferente eh, dimos una cara muy diferente la verdad al partido se nos dio el resultado gracias a dios que 
se sintió anotar un gol. Aparte, ¿qué golazo te mandaste? Cuéntanos, o sea, la, la agarraste y dijiste, de aquí soy, papá, ¿no? Eh, no me tenía confianza, pero al final sí dije, chinga su madre, ¿no? A ver qué sale. Y bueno, sí se dio, se dio un golazo. La verdad sí estoy muy contento por, por haber hecho ese, ese gol. Regresas a jugar. Eh, oh, oh. Yep, there you go. From the horse's mouth. Very honest. Very honest to me. Because, you know, you look at some of these goals that have been scored uh, in history. I think about, like, Ronaldinho in the World Cup, uh, Beckham against Paraguay, and they'll fucking say, I fucking meant to do that. No, you didn't, bro. You, you fucking tried to cross the ball, and that shit just ended up in the back of the net, you know? <laughs> <laughs> at least Chicote is honest. Like, honestly, I fucking, I wasn't feeling too confident, but fuck it. <laughs> That will be his award yeah. speech when uh, he gets uh, uh, the what's it called the um, what's the award the Puskas? Ah, uh, the Puskas for the goal. And Jaime, do you think it was a penalty? There was a penalty. A lot of Chivas hermanos are saying there was a clear penalty not called. Well, the, the issue, coach. yeah, the issue is not the fact that whether it was a penalty or not. My issue is the fact that they didn't even decide to go to VAR for this. And it's like, well, what the fuck is VAR for if you're not going to fucking use it, okay? So stupid, man. It was, uh, it was a shot, and it hit off the America. It hit off his, like, arm, shoulder. And it, it was clear contact. It might, whether it's intentional or not, that's up to the referee to, to debate, but... I mean, it was going in, so it's like you're not even going to try and look at it and and make a a decision for yourself. That's the part that upsets me. Yeah, I, and I still I don't know, man. I, I do feel perhaps that could be a rule where where the coach can throw a red flag or at something. Least has, <laughs> yeah, at least three. At least give him three, or or he has. Three times during the match where he could, he could demand, he could demand the bar, you know? Uh, yeah, I think three is a little bit too much. I think they should do it like they do it in, uh, like football. You get one and if it, and if it is the correct call, like if it, if they do overturn it, then you get another one. But if, yeah, but I mean, but, but soccer, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, um, I don't know, because I mean, it's you get three cambios, you know. Yeah. And even even I would be cool with like five, because I've seen there's times where it's like, especially if it's like some player got injured, like say yeah. you already made the three cambios. Yeah. And a player gets injured, then at least you should be allowed to replace that guy, you know. Like I do think there could be certain certain liberties just to keep the games going up be a yeah. bit more bit more attack to try to boost because i do i do think that and and we, we talked about basketball and how how it just rose to popularity and i think uh well i would like to look look more into it but i think they they did they one of the things they did was change some of the rules to make it a bit more mm. like more fast-paced Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to look into that, but but I do feel if there was some stuff like that. I mean, if if you you know, cause cause 
because uh you know you leave it up to the to the ref and then sometimes they they you know i i think having the three it it takes away some of the some of the power they could have on on the match because we've seen games where the ref totally screwed over uh, uh one of the teams oh yeah whether whether it was on purpose or not just like they're bad officiating cause that and and that's the one thing bart does where it, it kind of like lets you dispute something that could be questionable. So I do feel like, hey man, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my token or whatever. Throw the red. Like you said, you know, just because if they're not calling it, like you said, yeah, what's 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 the point? What's the point of having it? Yeah. At the same time, at the same time, you don't want <gasps> you don't want to be stopping the match over every yeah, and, and you know. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you kind of learn as you go, make mistakes, see what can be implemented. You know, this is all a learning process. How long has VAR been around? It hasn't been that much. You know, it's still very new, and we're all still learning how to how to utilize it. And but we'll see what happens uh, with Chivas. They um. Ah oh, man, I just had something in it and it went away. I hate that feeling. Uh, but they'll be playing America tomorrow in El Azteca. Oh yeah, I uh, I meant to to comment on the fan situation. So Chivas were the only team in these quarterfinals that had fans in the stadium, and uh, from my understanding, it was a great success. They had everybody make you know fill out like basically like an affidavit, like yes. I haven't had symptoms in 14 days. Like every fan had to that went inside the stadium and had to fill that out. They did the temperature check. Uh, this like when they oh. when they when oh. they panned to the fans and everything. Uh, they were all very very separated. Like you came in with your party and then there was like a row of seats, and and then there was like more fans. So it's like they they did a very good job. There was no food, no drinking allowed. Um, overall, uh, a very very successful night for the fans. Hopefully, everybody else will take their cue and 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 start, you know, bringing them back into the stadium. Yeah, I I do think I I do think they should they should continue with that. It was so refreshing to just hear live chants for the you know instead of the the fake stuff that they put over the the broadcast. It was very nice. It's better than the, than the like the dick pics, from the, <laughs> from the yeah from the virtual fans, from the virtual fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh uh, also, another. I, I guess you can say this is a milestone. Uh, the game was covered in English. It was broadcast in English on NBCSN. Um, and the man who who called that game was Carlos Eustis. Shout out to him. Uh, I guess he's out here in the Bay Area. Uh, he just added me on Twitter, so I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And he's like, "Oh, this guy's calling the game right now. Cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very curious to see how the TV ratings go for both of these games. I I'm, I I feel very confident that the numbers will will trump any any other action that happened this this week. 
even even Champions League football, I, I'm very confident that these league league games are gonna are gonna blow those numbers out of the water. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree, man. Especially a super clásico, a liguilla super clásico yeah. is always yeah always drawn more. And these are not on like Chivas TV. You don't have to you know pay for it. These were all over the air with the bunny ears. Uh, Telemundo covered the the away game, and and tomorrow it will be on uh, Univision. Uh, so don't miss out on that. And of course, we couldn't forget about the uh, last bracket here. Uh, Cruz Azul on the road just dominated little tigers, little tigers, little tigres. Three one wasn't even close. Gignac, Mister November, what happened to you? He he was. He was missing from the game. If you guys have seen Gignac somewhere, please let me know. We got to put an Amber Alert on his ass. Yeah, man. Uh, Cruz Azul, like I said, my favorites to win it. And I think smacking around Tigres like that, I think it's just, you know, they're flexing their muscle now. Yeah, and it, it, it at certain parts of the game it could have been more it's weird cabeza rodriguez still showing that ring rust but did score a goal he scored the second goal minute 54 uh but he was very very rusty man like he had a few chances where he they they you know they chucked him the ball and he just had the the first touch of a rapist man like he would (laughs) he just had the terrible (laughs) first touch man It it was like the ball would go out or you know he he would do some terrible uh, decision making on the fly, and uh, I mean, this guy could have ended up with with a hat trick with all the opportunities he had. Um, and another fantastic performance by ex Chiva Ori- uh, Orbelin Pineda. Man, he was he he had the uh, the assist on that last goal with Luis Romo, and um, yeah, he's been looking good, man, for both club and country. I hope he makes it to the World Cup. He well, he could. It's not that far away. Yeah, he'd be a solid option, uh, coming off the bench or something, because um, we're starting to see Guardado and Herrera. You know, they're starting to uh, degrade. That just happens, you know, as you get older. So it's time for some of these young kids to start filling up those holes. Soon, soon enough, soon enough, Jaime. So with that, we will have, hopefully, four teams left after our next episode. Uh, Leon will kick things off uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. And then soon after, it will be Chivas America at 7. And then Sunday at 10 a.m., Pumas against Pachuca. And then the last game will be Cruz Azul at 4.30 against Tigres. as far as my predictions, I think that Leon will bounce back and beat Puebla. I think Same. I think Chivas I agree with you right there. Yeah. I think Chivas, because of the fact they kept the clean sheet, I feel very confident that they can still lose one zero and, and uh or actually no, they would have to they would have to score a goal. If Chivas score a goal, it's over, man. Because Amenica would have to score two. So I feel confident that Chivas can tie tomorrow 1-1 one, one, 
and get through to the next round. What do you think? Same. I, I'm with you. Um, I I do have. I still have Amaya slight favorites, but but um, I, I do think Chivas has what it takes to to uh, pull this off. But uh, and then Amaya's I mean, you know, and we were we were looking at at the head to head, you know, between these two sides. Yes. And and I think it's it's uh, I don't have the list with me, but I think Chivas has one more games at Azteca. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, and at the same time, lost more at uh, at no, the no, no. Jalisco oh, yeah. life. Well, yeah. At, <laughs> So, so there's still that uh, to the Chua Bros, uh, but but I think they're gonna man players players seem it, it's good to see that you know you you would think after after the stuff that was going on that a lot of these players would would have maybe been like low their morale would have been low but we're seeing them that they're pretty hyped up. And I think that that team did a good job, and it's big reason we played that Belias clip in the last, in the last uh, podcast. Just uh, you know, showing how they motivate, how keep these guys motivated and fired up. Yeah, uh, great. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I did find the, the list that you showed me. I, I just put in the chat. Uh, you got to go back to 2006. The last time Chivas beat America in Liguilla. In Liguilla. Damn. Like, that is crazy, man. Well, I mean, they don't they don't meet that often. But then they did meet twice during the Mati era, uh, back-to-back. And, and they bounced us off both mm-hmm. times. But, yeah, it's it's seems like a long time. But at the same time, they don't. They, they they don't match up as often. Yeah, it was uh it's been a while. It's been a long time coming. And uh yeah, Chivas have a terrible, terrible they have no home 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 advantage. So I was very it was just nice, refreshing to see Chivas hold it out at home and, and get a victory and start to make El Estadio Acron a little bit more more hostile, more you know, they had fans. So yeah, we did oh, have man, I- I was getting it twisted, I mean, I, what? Was, I was thinking they were gonna close at I was thinking they were gonna close at um No, they're they're gonna close in El Azteca, the man. They're close <laughs> ah. Man, I'm 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 how they say estaba norteado. <laughs> well then, I'm gonna have to reassess see so then We had a fifteen percent home field advantage. Yes, um Wednesday. <laughs> so <laughs> No, I, I must still, I must still say that that um, I mean, our, our favorites, but I do think that then playing at a playing at Azteca, then that that also helps Chivas just because, yeah. as we mentioned earlier, it, they seem to be a bit more successful there, and I think that um, I, I might not matter fan wise because uh, you know they might be empty. But I don't know. It's just something about that field, man. Yeah. Uh, I remember an old, and I don't know if this was a, I don't know if this was a copy. 
it was a jock from Argentina, but I do remember um, it was like an old that Vergara took out, like an old. He would take out billboards, and it said, "En su en su nido nuestros huevos." <laughs> and that, was, that was just good, man. Wow, that that's good. clever. Yeah, so I mean, in in, the, in their own city, right? He would do that. Yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah, and and I think both in in Guadalajara and and in Defe, he was doing it to hype up the game. And yeah, I think Pumas was one of the teams that were crying, and they were saying like, <laughs> "You're gonna start, you're gonna start beef, and uh, players gonna, you know, Barbara's gonna start fighting." And but I I think stuff like that, like because he was, I, yeah. he would do billboards and newspaper ads, and I just thought it was I, I missed the clever. I missed the you know animosity. Uh, Vergara would always talk shit and he would do straight up bets and stuff and he was not scared bro and that kind of you know that's what bring that's what makes a classico a classico you know what I mean not like earlier yeah, this do... season when you know they fucking lost <laughs> and they're after the game they're all hugging and laughing with the with America I'm like are you serious yeah, bro picture, yeah. yeah the picture came out with Oribe Oribe who you know my sources tell me he had a great game he had a great game because uh, so he was just a decoy he was like hey, having man. a. It was like having a pinche tronco right there in the eighteen yard box, man. He was. Well, well, imagine him scoring, man. Right, right at the eagle's nest. Yeah. Um, scoring a goal, helping eliminate. I think that would that would be. Uh, would know, it would it win fans over? Point. Would they forgive him? Some, some. Because I guess a few, yeah. If you look at those games that we did lose in Liguilla to uh, to America, he was one of the culprits. It was one of his goals that eliminated us. So I don't know if that balances out. Um, <laughs> personally, I hope he doesn't even get the opportunity to step on the pitch. Um, although I will say uh, Chelo Saldivar, just abysmal. Um, hopefully Alexis Vega is, is, comes off the bench and replaces uh, Chelo. But who knows? Maybe maybe they'll give Oribe um, some minutes because of the experience, and who knows? Who knows what will happen? But I feel very confident. We we kept the clean sheet. That's what matters. So if Chivas score tomorrow, America has scored twice as many goals, and and that's why I feel confident. Yeah, man. Um, I. I... I'm feeling a bit better, you know, about this game. Not not as doom and gloom as the first leg. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Then on Sunday, uh, Pumas. I after what I saw yesterday, I, I feel confident that they can get the job done. They have an away goal, and uh, um. They were just the more dominant team. Although losing your number 10 is going to be tough, I still think that they'll pull through um, and beat Pachuca. What do you think? No, I, I agree. And I think this is this, this sort of games play right into how, how Liliani has Pumas playing. I, so I do think uh, un, unless... Unless they have one of those horrible games, as sometimes happens in Liguillas, where where things just go wrong, uh, they they should they should 
we should see a repeat of the first game. I agree. And the last game. Tigres versus Cruz Azul. I'll, I will say this. 3-1 is very, very difficult to overcome, conceding three away goals. Um, the 2-0 victory will, will do them no good, so Tigres will have to come out and, and score three goals. And, and, and if there was a team that was capable of bouncing back, I think Tigres could. However, unless Cruz Azul, you know, they do their their legendary Cruz Azulad, I, I think that it should Which be... Which they haven't been doing. They haven't been doing it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's there's, they've been slowly reverting that because it man, it was like a running joke for a good <laughs> for a couple of years. Where it was like La Cruz Azulio and and it even changed. You know, it, it used to be in campeonatos, and then it just became any Anything. any game, yeah. and and then it was like, and then it turned into people wearing a Cruz Azul jersey to other games. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember during the World Cup, I think it was against Sweden, they were saying like not to trade jerseys. Oh yeah, not to wear the, the fans were some Mexico fans took Cruz Azul jerseys and yeah. they were trying to right. get the opposing fans yeah. to wear. Them. They're trying to get them to wear the Cruz Azul jersey. <laughs> a type of voodoo, man. Yeah, but it it had gotten that bad, and Cruz Azul had become such a big joke and and uh and i have to mention it a, a big part of that turning point to me was was when Perlias came in and he uh you know they slowly started improving they even started beating america because that was the other thing where they they just couldn't beat america mm-hmm. and that's true they, they finally they finally started you know just just going at it with them again but I, I think they've they've done a lot now to uh yeah to put that behind them and, and I think this could be their year, man. Uh they're definitely a very strong team, uh top to bottom and having that that advantage because they, they placed higher than Tigres, you know, I, I think that gives them even more of an edge to oust oust the Tigers uh and then we'll see what happens with with uh, Tuca, if he announces anything, he to say this was his year uh, to retire. Uh, but who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I will say, I mean, one step at a time. I don't want to count all my chickens before they hatch. But if we if we look past this game, I would rather see Tigres. Instead of Cruz Azul, because uh, they would <laughs> theoretically be our opponents if we get past America. Um, it, yeah, it would. It would be, uh, you know, I, would, I should say it in, in quotes. Yeah, the easier rival, um, more accessible. So those are the four games we have for you guys this weekend. Before we we uh, sign off, though, uh, a little bit of action going on. Antonio Valencia is joining Querétaro. And uh, Javier Hernandez uh, gave him a little shout out and said, you know, welcome to my beautiful country. You're going to love, you know, playing in this in this league. Uh, so, I mean, he's a big name. He's he's a little bit older now. I think he's like 35 or 36. But um, what do you think? I think that's a great signing for the Liga Mekis. 
Yeah, Querétaro again, you know, same guys they got Ronaldinho. I know, they're trying to bring in this international big names. Where was he even playing before? Uh, he was at Quito. Okay, so he had already returned. Home. Come back from Europe. Yeah. Yeah, after Manchester United, he uh, he went home. And was it you that mentioned that, like, well, he probably wasn't getting paid. That's why he, he's in Mexico now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, these teams, these teams, I really doubt they were paying him, you know, some good scratch. Pretty sure guy was paying him way more than he was earning down there. And it's like, you really can't blame the players, you know. On their way out, they need to secure a, a nice couple of paychecks because a lot of them don't really, like, you know, uh, aren't prepared to do, you know, to work outside of football like that. Uh, that's why it's important for a lot of players to keep going to school or, or, or learn other stuff in, in their off time and not everyone does it, you know? And it's and it's crazy to see the stories like like uh you know, one of the ones was like uh oh man, this dude, what's his name? Um he was the America striker that got shot in the head. Oh, este, um, oh my God. Cabañas. Cabañas. Salvador Cabañas. Yeah. And, and so, you know, he, he lost like a lot of his money. He was just right there, like, like not really working. You know, he was back in Paraguay. He was like, his family owned a bakery and he was like slanging bread, man. He was like, just kind of helping out. That's right. You know? And it's mostly like, yeah, man, people might, because, you know, he's he's big, big name in Paraguay as well. But it, it was kind of sad to see, like, and I'm not saying because you're working at a bakery, because he wasn't, you know, he was like helping out. But I'm just saying that, you know, someone like that better prepared. He could be managing a chain of bakeries, not just mm-hmm. hustling in his parents' one, Yeah, you know. And but that that happens a lot of times with some of these players because it's like puro puro pinche party, you know. It's like they wanna they wanna do online school or do they wanna do some lines of coke out of some mm-hmm. hooker's ass or something? A lot of these dudes, they just you know they they just they don't they don't plan that far ahead. Yeah, that's actually a good observation there. Um, a lot of these players that, you know, finish their careers like in Mexico, they end up having a very good successful like career uh, you know, in broadcasting. I think of a player that really amounted to nothing, Mark Rosas. You know, this guy was uh at one point playing for Barcelona, ends up in uh jugando for uh Leones Negros and then uh then he ends up being a broadcaster for Univision and I actually like his <laughs> I actually like his takes like on his, yeah. yeah I like his energy I like I like what he brings to the table and it's just like you know you look at a player like uh Antonio Valencia I'm sure it didn't take much convincing for him to go to Mexico uh, I just looked at their squad they have uh uh Jefferson Montero and Jonathan Bentacourt so they're both from Ecuador so I'm sure like okay you know they this were probably yeah, they were probably recru- yeah. recruiting him or just letting them know, like, hey, bro, it's legit out here. No, and, and you know, one thing I've noticed, because it's it's 
fairly common. You you see a lot of uh, South Americans that go into Mex, and they end up staying there, like mm-hmm. even after their career. Yep. And a lot of times it's because they they open a business or they invested in something and they just stay to live there. And uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of times we don't hear about it, but but they do have they do have like a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you can, like I said, Antonio Valencia will be, it's a big name. He was a big name. He was a really successful player for Manchester United. And, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to see him. Querétaro could definitely use him. They didn't have that good of a season. Uh, and then another thing, and this is kind of like a big deal, um, the Coca-Cola rankings, because we know how much credibility Coca-Cola has. Uh, they just updated the rankings for FIFA, and guess who's in the top ten? Finally, yes, Mex, Mexico. And, and, but you know, the, despite despite the credibility, it's it's the seed that we want. The seed that being a top ten can get you. And I think uh, we were talking about this, uh, the importance of the friendlies, uh, you know, and beating Holland and whatnot, even though they're below <laughs> but they, they still i think it's still you still get more points than if you're beating uh about a wife for know, the thousandth time or <laughs> you know release you know one of those teams uh but yeah to and so what they're ninth right my yeah so ninth place. mexico for those that don't remember were in the 11th spot before these uh last friendlies against um uh, the Korea and Japan, and uh, they were in the eleventh spot. They just went up two, so they're at ninth, sixteen thirty-two, and they're actually closer to uh, Spain than they are to like Croatia. So, I mean, this is a significant leap. Yeah, man, it's all those games uh, and then just strategically played games and and against good opponents and just not losing. So Tata, man, more, more power to him. Uh, yeah, let me yeah, re- let I, me read I, off the list real quick. Number one, Belgium, uh, they have not moved a spot. Number two, France, Brazil, England, Portugal, and Spain. And none of those teams moved up or down. They've stayed the same. Argentina went up to the number seven spot. Uruguay went down to the number eight spot. So we're right there. Uh, Mexico nine, Italy ten. And Croatia eleven. Wait, Brazil's Brazil's not in the top ten. They're no, they are. They're number three. Oh, number three. Okay, I didn't hear. Them. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, okay, that's that's good, man. That's good. Um, let's hope. Let's hope the Mexican keep that up. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna give you some trivia. Do you know what our highest ranking has ever been? Oh snap! Mm, no, I I don't know it. I would at this point I'll basically be taking a guess. So no, I I don't know it. Uh, highest they have ever done it is number four. Man, do you know what what year was this? Two thousand sixteen. Oh man, that's not that. <laughs> I I did not I did not take that seriously. Uh, okay. That was not that long ago, but I wonder what was going on. 
Their lowest glitch in the matrix. Their lowest was uh, forty-seven, and that was in nineteen seventy-nine. Dark times. Oh yeah, they they um they got bounced out of the World Cup. Uh, they failed to qualify to Spain '82. Uh, I don't mm. know if it was Trinidad or Haiti, one of those teams. I saw a clip, and it had La Puente right there running. Dude, he had like the Hulk Hogan hair. <laughs> <laughs> he did, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, snap. I didn't think I ever see La Puente playing. But I saw just like a clip. But yeah. I re- was... Yeah, I remember um, another time where Mexico were ranked like really, really high was when they yeah. had uh, La Volpe in 06, man. He had that team running like a... Well, well-tuned oh, yeah. machine. Like they were just so good. Yeah, he he had. Um, there was some stuff going on there that that helped, uh, but including past results also also played into that. You know, because they 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 add the tournaments. So some of the tournaments that before him, because he. He didn't do that good in tournaments outside of Max. He never made it that far. So, but before that, Max had 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 racked up a good amount of points. But but you know, going back to that '79, so you had the World Cup in '78, right? And that's when Mexico finished in last place. And really? Then, um, yeah, they were they were the last place team in Argentina '78. And then, um, wow, last place. And then, well, 79 was in qualifiers, but like going to 82, that's like double, man, double whammy, dude. Last place, and then you don't qualify. What happened during that time, huh? Just bad overall, just bad planning. Uh, there's been interviews. One of the players was saying how they didn't even study the rivals. Oh, uh, they were I believe against. it. I think Tunisia or Algeria, one of those two teams, and it was the first victory for an African team, and it came, it came against. Mike. Of course. And it's like I was, I don't know who it was. If it was Koyad, it was like an interview, like like they were doing those, uh, you know, like the 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 forty year anniversary or whatever. Yeah. Of the, and that guy was like. I was like, we didn't even know like how the <laughs> team played. We just, we just, you know, they didn't prepare adequately, and uh, that that was also. Um, what I remember most for the 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 jersey was was uh, by by Levi's. What? So, yeah, if you if you you could Google it and you see the Levi thing. Wait, what? Uh, what year? Seventy eight World Cup. No way, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I wonder why they cut out of the jersey game, you know? It does have the Levi's logo. I thought it was, like, made out of jeans. I'm like, bro, I gotta see this. No, jeans. <laughs> um, I had to fact check myself because something didn't sound right. It was 2006 when we were ranked number four, not 2016. I don't know. Okay, I yeah. was like, what? 
Yeah, Google lied to me on that one. Because I know that we were ranked four, but yeah, it was in 06, May of 2006. Uh, Brazil was number one, Czech Republic two, Netherlands three, Mexico four, USA five, Spain six. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and you're going into that. Yeah, I think Mex had a pretty good run. Oh, yeah. And, you know, back then, Mex was playing both. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they had Copa that, America and, and Gold Cup. They had that line of five in the back. You know, Salcedo, Salcedo was just on fire, man. It was, it was, it was, there's a lot of players in that, in that uh, team that were just like, just so good. Pavel Pardo, you know, he was a stud. Yeah, Ramon Morales. I mean, a lot of these players were at their peak in 06. And, Coincidentally, so was Chivas, so. Yep. Yep, man. So we will have some results for you guys over the weekend. Make sure to stay tuned for our next episode. And uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Oh man, nah, just, ah, uh, you know, just, uh, you say, what pesame, uh, you know, for Maradona, hope, hope, uh, you know, I think we'll always remember him. At least, at least I do as a, just as a futbolista, because I know, I know, uh, he was filled with controversies. But uh, I'd like to just remember him as as a soccer player. Yeah, God got his hand back now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely miss that guy for, for what he's done for the game. He, he's a legend. And uh, stay tuned. Make sure to watch all these great matches this weekend. And we will catch you on the next episode.